Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Welcome, Evelina. Hi, Tisha. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I'm so excited. I think this is the first long conversation we've had. Today, I'm talking with Evie Everest. She is fantasy and sci-fi or just fantasy? Um, I tend to mash up genres in all of my works. I, I can't seem to help myself. So uh, my primary series have a little bit of dystopian, a little bit of sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy magic. Fun, fun. Well, do you want to jump in and tell us your story, your book? Sure. Um, I'm the author of the Shadows and Starlight series. It's a young adult series. Um, like I said, it blends a little bit of dystopian, a little bit of royalty, magic, and sci-fi. I like to call it light sci-fi. Um, it kind of falls into that category of books like Cinder, where it's got um, you know a little bit of royalty, a little bit of magic, but there's still that sci-fi feel that's a little futuristic, but it's not too jargony where it doesn't scare off the non-sci-fi readers. <laughs> Um, and I'm about to release book three in that series uh, this month. Oh, super fun. Congratulations. What is the name of the, well, tell us the name of the first two books in the series, and then you can tell us about the third one. Okay, for sure. Um, the first book is called Seven Crowns, and the second book is called The Botanist Game, and it follows a 16-year-old girl named Annabella Halt, um, and her mother has died a year before the book opens, and she finds out uh, in a very uh, cataclysmic sort of way that her mother was holding a big secret and her family is from another world, but that dynasty has been picked off one by one. She's the last survivor to a crown and all of her rivals are trying to pick her off. Um, and she ends up kind of being thrown into this world. It's another planet, but very earth-like and uh, she ends up at an academy there. Fun. So are, does she have people that are protecting her and just, I guess she didn't know before this, but have they always been protecting her and she just didn't know about it? Yes. Her mom had a few loyalists um, and her next door neighbor, a little teensy bit of a spoiler, but her next door neighbor has been watching over her the whole time, um, even while she's been living alone. Uh, and uh, of course, there's a handsome boy uh, that's also been watching out as well. Uh, and he rescues her at the very beginning. Um, and then she rescues him a few times in return. Oh, very cool. That's always fun. Yeah, it's interesting, the sci-fi crossover, because those there are those, like you said, light sci-fi versus hard sci-fi, and um, you know, me and my husband are so funny, because he will pick up a book, and he was like, oh, this is not technical enough, and I'll pick up one, and I'll be like, oh, no, this is too technical. You can, <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> like, but Yes, I grew up in a family with a brother and a dad that were huge sci-fi fans, so I, um, I love hard sci-fi, but I don't write hard sci-fi. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think it was The Martian that we we realized we are on these diverging paths. That <laughs> I would just I would skim technical paragraphs and go, okay, okay, what? Give me the storyline now, and you'd be like, okay, just right. I want the tech stuff. So. 
The Martian, the Martian was so impressive to me because the amount of research that had to go into that book is phenomenal because I, you know, as far as I can see, the science kind of checks out, like it's all plausible. Um, I mean, it's just difficult to wrap that amount of theoretical with that amount of like reality. I think it's very impressive. Yeah, I thought it was impressive too, definitely. So the second book is called The Botanist. It sounds like it has a lot of, was, did I hear that correctly, <laughs> The Botanist? You did. Um, so there are seven families that rule Peloton. That's the name of the planet. Um, Anna's family was one of the seven. Uh, there were a lot of inter-family disagreements, uh, which is what led to her family being assassinated. Um, and each one of the families has a magical gift, or at least they say they do. Um, some of them may or may not be lying. Uh, Anna's family gift is healing. Uh, one of the other families has the gift of plant growth. Um, and so that's kind of the origin of the botanist game is uh, there's sort of a, a shadowy figure in the background that's causing a lot of problems. And the question is, you know, who is really who's behind all of it? Because there's so many families with so many different political uh, goals that, you know, you keep guessing the whole book where you're like, which one of these six families could be doing this? You know, is it all of them? Is it none of them? You know, and so you kind of go through the whole book trying to figure out who the botanist is. And so at the very end of the book, you find out who the botanist from the title is. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of mysteries and suspense there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what, are you, what is your background? How did you get into writing? Um, I, I love to do all sorts of things. I kind of, I'm a career changer. <laughs> so I've worked in marketing. I've worked in IT. Um, I've worked in staffing and payroll. I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've done, um, grant writing before. Um, but what drew me to writing is I've just always loved it as a hobby. Um, it's always been a passion project of mine. And, uh, actually in 2020, I realized I had a lot of free time and I was able to kind of finish up a novel I've been working on for a really long time. And I was like, I think now might be a good time to publish this. Very cool. It, yeah, it's interesting to talk to people. A lot of people did start writing in that 2020 and because they had that much time and they were like, okay, I'm going to do it. This is the year. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you lose all that commuting time and a lot of people were working from home um, and that just kind of gave a little more wiggle room. Uh, I know it did for me. Yes, yeah, silver linings, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think we met. So, a little bit of why Evelina or Evie Everest is here is we just released an, an anthology that has 16 stories. It's called Ink and Incantation. It's all about books and libraries. Or each store, each short story has a theme of books or libraries. Or, or bookstores, I guess, as well. Um, so that's kind of how I met Evelina. I think I may have known you before, or seen you online before that. But um, so tell us about your story in Incantation. Is it a spinoff of your series? It is. Um, Ink and Incantation has been so much fun to work on. Um, really a passion project. Uh, it kind of started with the YA Sci-Fi and Fantasy Addicts group on Facebook. And we have a big author community there. Um, they're all just incredibly supportive too. And I was like, Hey, what if we put together an anthology? And, and I was shocked because people were like, yes, absolutely. We, we love to do an anthology. And uh, Trisha was one of those wonderful people that, that jumped at it. And uh, I was like, well, what should the theme be? You know, I've got a couple ideas, but I don't know if they're any good. And, you know, once someone said books and libraries, that was like, everyone wanted to do that one. That was 
definitely the most popular. So uh, lots of bookish, bookish people. Yeah, I thought it was a very cool theme. Um, I've been in one that was a healing theme and one that was, Ooh. and 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 that was interesting because it, it drew lots of different genres. Um, and I can't remember the theme of the other one I was in. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> now I'm, I'm trying to remember what story I put in there too. Um, yeah, I I've do, had those days. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because I do usually try to do spinoffs of my one of my series in an anthology, and I did something completely new this time. So it was interesting to hear how that was received, and I'll, it'll be interesting to see if I go back to that as a as a make it a longer story. But we'll see. So mine's a spinoff. It's called Ruthless Hearts. Um, it's a doomed romance uh, with star-crossed lovers, and it's set in a futuristic library um, in the same world as Shadows and Starlight series, uh, but it's set 80 years in the past. Um, but despite that, the main characters do make appearances uh, later in the book series. Okay, neat. And are, are the characters in the spinoff, are they related? To, I mean, how are they related to the characters? Or is that does that give too much away? <laughs> So I can't tell you a lot about that because there's, there's quite a few spoilers. Um, but the it's interesting because the short story Ruthless Heart shows the beginning of the relationship between these two characters, and I believe it's Rule of Shadows is coming out the third book that has the end of their love story. Oh, so I thought it was kind of interesting that it's an 80 year span, you know, story. That's sweet. But of course, so you can read it as a standalone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they? So do these creatures or these people, I don't know what they call themselves, um, do they live a really long time? Is that how you can make it span such a long time period? Um, so actually, Bellaton, so Bellaton is the planet that it takes place on, and they're human. Um, Earth is actually a colony, but we don't know it, of Bellaton. Um, so we're actually the same. We're, we're all humans. Um, so there's, like I said, the sci-fi is pretty light. Um, but... Uh, trying to think what I can tell you without giving it away. Uh, the boy in the book, his name is Cassian, and he's from the Rockwell family, which is military. Um, that's what they specialize in. And um, he's only half Rockwell, but he's... Uh, hmm, no, I can't tell you that because that's a spoiler. <laughs> but you'll you'll find out the, why the age spans work. Well, we'll just have to read it, right? So it sounds like there is space travel, though, correct? Yes, yes, there is. Okay, and we have a little bit dystopian. This is like the assassination of her families or the royal families fighting each other, correct? Yes, yes. So the first book is kind of magical fantasy feel. You get a lot of the Academy vibe. The second book, it starts getting more and more dystopian, what she sees outside of the Academy and what uh, what this world is really like and what the capital is really like and what's behind the scenes. Um, the Academy like houses only like royal children. Um, and close families. So everything there is a little sheltered. Right. That would make sense. Okay. So there, then you kind of learn what's going on in the real world. maybe. Right. Absolutely. Um, so book three has been really fun to work on um, because I get to show you a little bit more of the dystopian side of the world and a little more of the capital. Um, and there's like a whole undercity of people living beneath the capital uh, that are cyborgs. Um, they're like modified 
you know, some of them on a minor level, some of them on a heavier level, and a lot of them are ex-military, um, and they've been upgraded um, and then kind of cast off. Interesting. And do you ha have the world, like, is it supposed to be a future um, of the planet Earth, or is it just supposed to be a fantastical world? It's a fantastical world. Um, it's separate. Okay. So it's not something like something happened to our earth and now these people are there. Or <laughs> no, it's, it's, set, it's set contemporarily uh, with earth. So like Anna's on earth in book one, and then she comes to Bellaton also in book one. Um, so they're all set in like the 2000s. Okay. Very just more advanced. Well, I, I will have to dig into those as well as the whole anthology. <laughs> I've read a little bit, but haven't gotten to the whole thing yet. So I'm excited to do that. The anthology is Inking Incantation and your series, tell us again your series and your series, your titles. Um, Seven Crowns is the name of the first book and I'm Evie Everest. The series is called Shadows and Starlight. Fun, and where can we find you? You can find me on all the social media channels. Um, <laughs> I'm on Facebook and Pinterest, Instagram. Uh, I'm not on TikTok yet. I, I just, I'm intimidated by the platform and I can't dance. So <laughs> you don't have to dance. I don't dance on that at all. <laughs> and are you, under, you're under Evie Everest everywhere then, correct? Yes. Yes, that's right just so the listeners can make sure and find you in the correct place. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was great to learn all about your book. Thanks for having me, Trisha. And everyone should definitely check out Trisha's story as well. It's great. Thank you. Take care. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Trisha Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, Make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic. <laughs>